One person says hi. Are you guys excited that you're at church at night? That's pretty cool, huh? That we're at church at night. Come here, Addison. How many of you are excited for Christmas? Not all of you? Oh, oh, every hand? Every hand? No? There's a couple that are not excited for Christmas. <laughs> How many of you asked for something really, really big for Christmas this year? I want to share, I want people to share, what did you ask for for Christmas this year? Pink hoverboard with rainbow wheels. Whoa. That's something big. Who else asked for something? What did you ask for for Christmas this year? A race car track. A race car track. Hmm. What else? Who else wants to share? Oh, are you going to follow me? No one wants to share over here? You want to share? I wish for a toy unicorn. Ooh, toy unicorn. A jump pack. Jump pack. Um, a, uh, a hoverboard, which is um, purple. An Apple iPad, an Apple pen. Whoa. I don't even have that. <laughs> Play dates, Ben. Hawkeye shirts for my whole family. Ooh. That is a good one. That is a good one. All right, I do have another question, though. Does anyone remember what they got for Christmas last year? Does anyone remember what they got for Christmas last year? Bath bombs. Um, there's like this Lego set. It's like a Barbie dream house thing. A Spider-Man. Um, a Bobby toy thing. A wing. Um, princess Barbie dolls. All right. My next question. How many of you remember what you got for Christmas five years ago? No one? No one? So what I wanted to talk to, to you guys about tonight is when we get toys for Christmas, when they break or maybe you grow out of them, what happens to our toys when they break or when we're like too old for them, they're not cool to play with anymore? What happens to those toys? You throw them away. You could throw them away if they're broken. What else could you do if you grow out of a toy? Like you don't play with it anymore and your mom or dad is like, oh, you don't play with this toy anymore. What could you do with them? What could you do with toys that you don't play with anymore? Give them to someone else. Wow, yep, give them to someone else. Did you guys notice that I have a big present up here? Yeah, uh, yeah you noticed right away. She was like, is that for kids? What I have in this box right here can never break. And it can never, you can never grow out of it. Like, I'm old and I love it in here, you know? And when I'm 90, I'm going to love it too. Does anyone know a present that can never break? You can 
never grow out of. You will always love it. It'll never, ever leave you. Hmm. What's a present that could never break, you could never grow out of? God's love. God's love. Think about Christmas. What's something that we get or we celebrate during Christmas, but we get that can never break, you can never grow out of? Jesus. Jesus. Should I open my box? Okay. It says, Jesus is the best gift ever. And this is why. Does anyone know what this is? A cross. What does the cross represent? It represents Jesus. What did Jesus do? What did Jesus do for us? He came, he came as a baby. <laughs> I'm going to give you the mic because you have something good to say. What did he do for us? He died on the cross. Yeah. And you, I know all of you were going to say that. He died on the cross for us. So when we celebrate Christmas and we talk about baby Jesus, the gift that is the best gift ever is baby Jesus because he grew up and he died on a cross for us. Did you know that? Yeah. Lots of you knew that. Yeah, you, know, you knew that? Okay. So that is the greatest gift you can ever, ever get. And you can never forget, never grow out of, and it never breaks. You guys were so good. Is it because all your parents are in the room? No. Just Oh, it's because it's because Christmas is tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's pray, kiddos. And then I have a gift for you that we're going to hand out, and you'll be able to um, do one we're having the sermon. Okay. All right. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for um, coming to the earth as a baby, knowing that you were going to die on a cross for us. Um, let us never forget that. Um, even though we want gifts and we, um, and we like giving gifts, God, which isn't a bad thing, I pray that we would just um, solely focus on the real meaning of Christmas, um, that you came for us to die for our sins which is the best gift we could ever get. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right. All right, good evening. If we haven't met, my name's Tim. And what we're going to do now is, is, obviously, when you do church service, we always receive an offering. It's part of worship is giving back some of the blessing that God's given to us. But what we what like to do on Christmas Eve is a special offering where we, we uh, use it specifically to reach our community through various means. And so in 2019, you can see what we did. Uh, here's a, a college uh, thing that we do. We go to a Passion Conference in Atlanta. We're going in another week, by the way, if you know any college kids, last minute. Um, another, some of the other things we do is um, we do what's called Love Adele Day. We do Love Redfield Day. We go around the community. We fix projects. We help people out. We go around and do different things. Uh, most recently, you can see some pictures. There's a lot of things that we've done. Um, we've gone caroling just in the last week. We just do things around town to try to reach our community and help our community. And so the offering tonight all goes towards doing that in 2020. And uh, we don't know exact numbers. You know, you do a lot of things, and people do all kinds of things individually as well. But it's specifically things that we do as a family. Uh, so far this year, we've reached over 1,600 people in Adel through the various outreach activities that we do. So I just wanted to let you know that when the offering bags go around, uh, that's what all that money is going to go to. Now, I want to 
bring your attention to this card that's on the seat. You've probably seen it. You're probably sitting on it right now. All we'd like you to do, this is our connection card. We'd love to have you fill out some information so we can send you things that are happening at New Hope, some of these things that we do in the community outreach, and just some of the activities that's going on at New Hope. We have tons of things going on for kids and adults of all ages. Um, And then we have the most important thing is, uh, what is your favorite Christmas song? And we're taking a poll, and so they've got a variety of different songs on there. We're going to have to tally it up and tell you who the winner is. So take a moment to do that. And in just a minute, the offering bag will go across and we'll receive the offering that will go to all the communities around us, Adel and, and surrounding communities, and then we'll figure out who the best, whose favorite song is. So uh, at this time, before we take the offering, before we uh, do that, let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the amazing message that all these little kids just heard. The, the greatest gift is you. And, and uh, just thinking about this time of year, it's, it's, a, a, it's an amazing time of, of Oftentimes it's family and friends, and, uh, but really it's all about you, Jesus. And so um, as we think about the past year and we think about the blessings in our lives and the heartaches of, of life, but how you're always constant for us, Lord, you're there for us. Uh, everything good that we have is from you, Lord, and we just acknowledge that. And so as, we, as the offering bag goes across and we think about it in our hearts, we want to we give a little bit back. We want it to go specifically to reach people in our community with your love and the light of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you've delivered will soon deliver you oh mary did you know that your baby boy sight to the blind man Mary did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels try Kiss your little baby You've kissed the face of God Oh Mary, did you know Oh Mary, did you 
Thank you, worship team and drama team for being up here and helping with this and the kids' ministry and Katie doing the kids' message. Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you for being here tonight at New Hope Church. And whether you're watching online anywhere in Adel or, or even around the world or you're with us here in this building, Merry Christmas to you all. You know, uh, this is a, a special time of year. The Christmas Eve service is one of my favorites for a number of reasons, but one of the reasons is because it's the one time each year where all the kids get to be in the service with us. And, and typically, we have great kids' classes. We've got uh, Kids Church, Amplify, which is a midweek ministry for kids. We've got a fantastic preschool. And so lots of safe, fun, life-changing ministry going on for kids in different environments. But for this one time each year, Christmas Eve, we get to all be together. And so I'm glad for that. So kids, I want to hear from you now. I know you were up here. You have your coloring books or you're eating candy canes or whatever it is you're doing. But how many of you tonight, you're excited for Christmas? Go ahead and shout it out. Are you excited? All right, well done. That's, that's fantastic. I saw this video on YouTube recently. Maybe you've seen it too. It's this, it's this little boy. It's Christmas morning. One of the parents are filming. And, and so the boy comes down. There's this large present under the tree. And, and he goes and he unwraps all the, 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 the presents, you know, and he, and, he, and he pulls it out and he just puts it down. He starts erupting with joy and he's running around the house. I love it. Oh, it's the best thing ever. The famous line, what I always wanted, right? And it's just going on and on. The parents are filming this like, well, this is fantastic. This kid loves this gift. And he goes on and on and on about it. And after a while, he comes back to the gift and he starts looking at it and picks it up and shakes it and puts it down. And he goes, what is it? Had no idea the whole time. He was so excited, but didn't know what it was. 
And for any of us here tonight, I just don't want Christmas to be like that. I don't want to be like the kid that, that is so excited about Christmas, but we don't really know the why behind it. And so tonight, what I'd like to do, you've already heard the Christmas story. It's beautifully told up here with the drama ministry and the music and the gospel of Luke. I want to take just very briefly a quick, a quick peek behind the Christmas story from the gospel of John to see the why behind the what why we celebrate Christmas, to, to remember that and to embrace that this Christmas Eve. And so if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, it'll be on the screen behind. But we're gonna be in the Gospel of John tonight, chapter one. And while I'm talking about that, just for a little bit of a preview for next year, when we come back in 2020, we're gonna be launching on January 12th into the Gospel of John for 15 weeks, studying it. And not only are we gonna be going through that on Sunday mornings here at New Hope Church, but also every single one of you will be receiving uh, one of these booklets that is, is a devotional book that also walks you through the Gospel of John that's been written by people at New Hope Church. And uh, they've done a fantastic job. I'm very excited for all of you to receive this. It's gonna complement what we do here on Sunday mornings. This is a great thing for you as an individual to go through. It's a great thing for what I'm excited about as a family to sit around the dinner table with my kids and talk to them about it and talk to them about what they're learning about who Jesus is. And so you'll be receiving this after the new year in January. So very excited for that. So again, Gospel of John chapter one, the sneak peek behind the Christmas story. Here's how it says here. It says in John chapter one, verse one, in the beginning, literally what this means is before the beginning began, before the beginning, if you will, was the word. And the word here is Jesus. And it says the word was with God. Now what that literally means in the Greek is that the word, that Jesus and the Father were close in relationship. It means nose to nose. It means that the word was nose to nose, intimate, close with the Father in relationship with him before the beginning even began. And so the word was with God and the word, Jesus, was God. He was with God in the beginning. And if you just jump to verse 14, it's already on the screen behind. This is what I think is one of the most incredible verses in all the Bible. This is mind-blowing. It says, the word, speaking of Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. I mean, unbelievable. If we really let that just kind of saturate in and we take that whole thing in, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, that the son of God left the throne of God to come into human history, putting on a human suit, born as a baby, to live a life, to grow, to be the man who died on the cross for our sins. An incredible thing. But, but this is what we see. Now, in John chapter 1, we also get a plot twist. We're going to go from verse 14 back to verse 11 because listen what happens here. Look, look, look what happens. It says this, that he, again speaking of Jesus, came to that which was his own, meaning his own creation, his own place, born into his own creation. He came to that which was his own, but his own people did not receive him. An incredible thing, a tragic thing. I mean, you think about the Son of God born into his creation. He should have received fanfare. He should have received submission and obedience and worship and praise. And yet, what does he receive? He receives rejection. He receives being despised. And eventually, he received being murdered. This is what we see when we read through the, the gospel account, and yet it never changed the plan. It never altered what God was trying to accomplish in sending his son, Jesus, on a search and rescue mission for you, for me, for all of us, to save us from our sins. And I know sin is not something that's popular to talk about today. 
Sin is not something that makes us always feel good, does it? It it's, can be convicting and hard to hear. But sin helps explain part of the Christmas story. It helps explain why Jesus came. Sin is the issue that Jesus came to fix in our lives because sin is real. And sin always has consequences, doesn't it? Sin destroys. It destroys relationships. It destroys communities and families. It destroys nations. Sin is very, very real. And this explains part of why Jesus was born. Now, kids, are you still with me? Still out there? All right, all right. So make sure your parents are still paying attention. So throw them an elbow, okay? Just make sure they're not nodding off here. It's getting warm in this room. All right, so I want you to help me with these words here. You know these words, but I'm not going to sing them because I'm doing you a favor. Okay, here's what it is. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. You with me? Going to find out who's naughty or nice. There we go. He sees, or, or excuse me, Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. You with me, kids? He knows Okay, I'm checking. When you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Can't fool Santa, can you? That's right. No, you cannot fool Santa, right? He's keeping that list. He's checking it twice. Then you throw an elf on the shelf, right? And we're all stuck. And so we kind of wonder, we come to Christmas, it's like, well, what hope is there of a reward? But you know, sometimes when it comes to this picture, we, 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 we talk about and sing about Santa. Sometimes we, we transfer that to God too. And we can picture God as, as this cosmic killjoy who's up there and he's going to throw lightning bolts on anybody who's misbehaving, step out of line, keeping this ledger and you're doing bad and your tallies on the bad side are so much bigger than your tallies on the good side. And this is picture that we have of who God is. But the problem is that's not in the Bible. See, see the picture we get of who God is is a God that loves you very much. Who, who, a God who, 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 yes, sin is very real and has consequences, but yet he's a God of second chances and frankly, third chances and fourth chances. He's a God of, of, of grace and forgiveness who wants to extend that to every single one of us. And the way that that's accomplished is that the baby in the manger grew to be the man on the cross. That's how he accomplished it. That, that, that's what happened. He died for our sins to pay the penalty for our sins. I, I wanna show us this verse still in John chapter three, Maybe one that you've heard before or you know very well. For this is how God loved the world. But I want to pause here real quick because the world can feel very impersonal, can it? The, the world can feel very much like, well, he loves other people, but that certainly may not apply to me. And so here's what I want to ask you to do tonight. Just as we're going to read it again, I want you to insert your name where it says the world. Would you do that? And not out loud, just in your own mind. For this is how God loved that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. This is the gospel. This is the good news. And this is the Christmas story. This is, this is why we celebrate. The reason we celebrate Christmas is Jesus. But my question for you tonight is, do you believe? Do you believe? Several years ago, I just want to share a quick story. Several years ago, I received a gift from one of my daughters that um, 
it was incredibly precious, creative. I, I treasured it. It was, she was very young at this time and she didn't have money as most little ones don't have. And so she had an idea. She, she went out in the yard and, and dug a hole in the yard, which wasn't super awesome, but that's okay, in the backyard. So she dug a hole in the yard and then she began to gr- scoop out some dirt. You're like thinking, where's she going with this? So she's, scoop, she's scooping out dirt and she's adding water to it. Now we're in Colorado at this time, which is like 95% clay. So it's gonna work in her advantage. But she's, she's working it out and eventually she makes this ball of clay from dirt in the backyard. And then she sculpted it some more and then she shaped it into the, a hand that had the number one pointing out. And she let it dry and then she painted it. And then she gave it to me as a gift to say, number one, Dad. I mean, just so, so, so special and, and creative again. But you know, the reason I share that tonight is this is a little bit of a taste, I think, of what God wants to do in your life and in my life. That, that, that God views you as a treasured masterpiece and wants to shape you as such. That sometimes I think we go through life and, and we know our past and maybe we know today where you're at and where you're living and what's going on in your life and you just think, I'm not a candidate for God's love. But please hear this tonight, that he does love you and he wants to invite you in. And this gospel story, this, this baby in the manger that grew to be the man on the cross who died and paid the penalty for your sins is, is an offer extended to every single one of us tonight because God's desire is that you and I would invite him into your life to be savior, to be Lord, that you would invite him into your life to, to solve your sin problem and, and to provide joy and, and purpose. This is what he wants to do in your life. See, please hear this. There, there are not many gods. There's only one God. And there is not many ways to God. There is only one way, and that is through Jesus. One last verse. Look with me at this one here. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men the man, Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad you're here tonight. Thank you for being here. And I don't know your spiritual background. I don't know if church is new for you or if, if you're a regular attender somewhere or even here at New Hope, but, but please hear this. The way to God is not through works. It's not through trying harder, giving more, doing more, serving here, whatever it is we kind of put into our mind to think, if I just do this kind of a thing, then God somehow is gonna approve of me then. And that's not the way it works. God says, I love you as you are, and I want to receive you as you are. I won't leave you as you are, because he wants to do a transforming work in your heart and life. But he comes to you in that place to say, I love you as you are. He knows everything about you. I mean, consider that. He, he knows your past, your regrets, your shames, the things you would love to do over if you could go back. And he says, in spite of all that, I love you. I love you. We call that amazing grace. And that's part of the Christmas story, and that's, again, what we celebrate tonight. See, tonight, in many ways, we come to the foot of the manger. And at the foot of the manger, please hear this, there there are no important people at the foot of the manger. And there's no proud people, and there's no important people, there's no big, powerful people, because we all come to the manger in the same place. We we come to the manger as, as children with nothing to offer except ourselves, our heart, and our lives, and to receive a gift from the King of kings and Lord of lords, namely himself, into our heart and into our lives. This is what it looks like. This is what Christmas is. And if you're, again, here tonight, and you're just kind of doubting that there is a God or this God loves you, 
Don't look any farther than the reality and the truth that God loves you so much that he came for you. He came for you. That's how much he loves you. And that's why we celebrate this Christmas. I, I want to invite the band to come up, and we're going to continue to worship and, and sing here. But, but I, I don't know. I, I think tonight, I think anytime, frankly, but I think tonight is the perfect night. If you have not done so before, to say yes to Jesus. If you have not done so before, to invite Christ into the Lord, to be the, to be the Lord and Savior in your life. To, to, to come to a place where you recognize our sin and, and his being the savior and to say, I need you. You know, for me, I was a senior in high school, October of 1992. I just made that decision. I didn't have all the answers. I didn't know all of it. And I didn't certainly know all of the Bible, but that wasn't what was most important at that moment. It was simply recognizing who I am and who he is and saying, I need him. And the cool thing about Jesus is not a gift that you just open on Christmas or Christmas Eve. You continue to unwrap the gift of Christ all year long as you get to know him as your Lord and walk with him in relationship. And so in just a moment, we're, we're going to pray. And in just a moment, I'm going to give you a chance. And, and if you're here this evening and you're an adult or you're a child, last night it was a child, but they, and you just want to make a decision to say tonight, yes, I want to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior. You're going to get that opportunity in just a moment. But we're also going to do is this. We're just going to tell God thank you. This Christmas, we're going to tell God thank you for sending the gift of Jesus into the world and into our lives. We're going to tell him thank you for Christmas. So would you pray with me? Let's pray together, and then we're going to continue to worship together. Father, tonight we come before you just taking a brief moment to look in your word and to celebrate in this evening on Christmas Eve, we tell you thank you. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for not treating us as our sin deserve. Thank you for, for grace. Thank you for forgiveness. Father, thank you for your love extended into our lives that is shown in action that, frankly, I can't explain it. We don't deserve it. We didn't earn it, and we can never repay it. But Lord, this evening, we just celebrate. We praise you. And again, if there's anybody here that you just would say, you know what, I've not made this decision before. And tonight, I want to make this tonight that I say yes to Jesus and I want to begin a personal relationship with him as my Savior and as my Lord. And if that's you tonight, if, if God's just kind of working on your heart, then I'm not going to ask you to stand up, walk down, nothing like that. Just simply this, just so we know you're there and we can give you some tools and talk to you afterwards privately. Can you just raise your hand up this evening and I want to just pray for you this evening if that's you. And for those of you who you're just in your own heart and you're just thinking, I, I, this might be me, and if you're still thinking about it, just here's how the prayer goes. And you can just pray this in your own heart. And even for those of you who say yes to Christ, we can also just extend this as well. It simply just says this as we pray to God. God, thank you for sending Jesus. And I recognize in my own life that I'm a sinner. And tonight I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live a life that honors you. And for all of us, we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.